Welcome inside the Press Box for a Monday, May 9th, brand new day. And a brand new episode, 336 of this radio program, the first of week number 68. Glad to have you with us on great stations around the state of Alabama or listening online, PressBoxRadio.com or via the PressBox app, which you can find in the Apple and Google Play stores. Great to have you with us. Mike Grace inside the Breakline Optic Studios, J.D. Byers with us from Mobile. And on the horn with us, it's the hour of the Jakes. we got Jake Mastriani coming up later in the hour, the Blocked on Braves podcast and a writer for College Baseball Nation. But we'll talk a little football, maybe a little NBA, who knows else, with Jake Crane of uh, Crane & Company, daily on dailywire.com, Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Central Time. You can check it out there. We were just talking in the break, uh, Jake, how much your uh, career has exploded since you first appeared on the uh, press box a little over <laughs> a year ago. Uh, would love to say we had something to do with it, but no better. Well, I mean, turns out it's it's probably the biggest uh, thing spinning the wheel. Uh, you guys, you know, I, I have to thank y'all. Maybe one day if I uh, ever win an award of some sort, uh, I'm going straight to the press box to thank. Woo-hoo! No family members, no significant others. Going straight to the press box. All right. Yeah, if, if you could get a little teary-eyed and fake a tear coming down your face when you say press box, uh, that, that would help too, man. G- great to hear from you. And we want to talk a, a, a couple of topics. But, again, your your program – can, educate us again on how to get to this because you know your dailywire.com i know about that but uh h- how do we get crane and company on a daily basis yeah well uh if you're a member at the dailywire.com it's really easy um you know obviously it's it's going to the show tabs up there and then uh we're on youtube apple podcast spotify uh, it's crane and company crain uh and company obviously and no uh it's it's been great it's really easy to find like you said you know we're live two to three uh, Central every every weekday and uh, do a Saturday special as well. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun so far and, and enjoying it. Let's dig into a, a topic um, because I read some comments this morning that kind of went to the forefront of my brain about name image likeness and suddenly there's this screeching halt in the minds of a whole lot of uh, coaches, athletic department administrators, fan bases, etc. Where at the heart of it, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now it's starting to get rogue, and boosters are getting at the forefront of name, image, likeness funding instead of actually like businesses or branded brands or, you know, Kellogg saying, hey, man, we want you to be the pitch guy for Rice Krispies or something. It's not like that, and it's nowhere near like that. The topic I wanted to get to with you, Jake, though, is because you've been on both sides. Uh, you've been in, on coaching staffs at a variety <laughs> of levels. You're, you're from a family who has been in college athletics uh, your entire life. Someone said this somewhat eloquently. It said, we've made the games on the college level more about the coaches and, and leaving the players in the dirt. And, and I kind of try to take inventory of what the guy was trying to say, because if you say we've made it about the brand at like the university, you know, and, and uh, the history and tradition and play for that brand, and it's still uh, non-professional, it's amateur, that's one thing. But when the when we make it more about the coaches and we're paying them tens of millions of dollars and they're only winning or losing based on whether a student athlete can carry out their plan, scheme, and strategy, I think we had this coming. Yeah, here's here's my thing on it. And and you're you know, the guy's right to a certain extent. I mean, it gotten to the point where at least from a financial standpoint the two things that you'd hear the most about one would be about coaching salaries and trying to lock up a coach and and these astronomical numbers and then you hear about the facilities you know and it's all to do what compete in what recruiting that's what this game 
is all about it all goes yes. back to recruiting and obviously having a bigger you know bank account whether it's for nil or whatever is huge but the players did get left behind a little bit not not only from an exposure standpoint but financially I've always been for name, image, and likeness. And and to me, that's selling the jerseys with the back of your name on it and stuff like that. You're getting – the problem you're having now is you have two of the biggest changes we've ever made in, in the college athletic structure. That's NIL and the portal kind of coming together. Uh, you look at guys like, you know, Jordan Addison from Pitt, uh, Eli Rich, stuff like that, leveraging – their ability in the portal. And when you have those two things mixed, that's where it gets really, really dangerous. And that, to me, is true free agency. You know, in the draft, if you're a rookie or somebody that that gets taken early, the odds of you having a humongous impact super early are pretty low. Now, obviously, there's anomalies. I mean, look at Jamar Chase. I can go down the list. There's anomalies and everything. But when when do teams really get better in the NFL during the offseason? Through free agency, right? Because you're getting guys that are experienced, guys that are older, and you know what you're getting from those guys. To me, that's like what the transfer portal is. And once you start taking guys from other rosters that are that are able to, you know, have a big impact regardless of where they're coming from, uh, that's when it starts to get really iffy to me. Uh, the only way you're going to stop it though or slow it down is if you do something federally. You know that that's the only way. And and I just I don't know. We're going to have Jim Jordan on next week. Uh, to talk about if, if you know, they do anything from a legislative standpoint for NIL because, to me, that's the only way you can somewhat put this Pandora back in the box, but you really still can. One of the stories, speaking on what you hinted to, and that takes us into another uh, layer of the onion being peeled back, is I read comments from an attorney, may have been in the Miami area, who does represent some up-and-coming star athletes on the collegiate level, so student athletes, who have name, image, likeness deals. And I already forgot the name of the attorney. It's not important except what he said was the minute anyone, whether it's the NCAA or the government or a combination of, limit what my client, student athletes, can earn and how they earn it is the same day I've already got antitrust lawsuits ready to be filed. And so oh, the, I mean, the, listen, the box the, of worms the, the, the is here. Two- the two biggest words in here are billable hours, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that, you know, that's a great question with, with uh, Greg Sankey, uh, the SEC commissioner and uh, Clackoff, the PAC 12 commissioner going to DC last week. Uh, what's realistic that, that, that Congress can do to help this situation, Jake? <laughs> well, you know me, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not a political reporter, but I do have an idea kind of how laws are made in this country, I guess. If you're if you're going to try and send something back to the states, which is basically what you've done, like we're we're never going to get through this. Like that, it'll just keep getting hung up, and it'll get to the point where nobody wants to try and make a move because nothing's working. To me, and and look, I'm a less government is better guy through and through, a hundred percent. But I also realize that there's some things that they may need to look at, and you may need to get an opinion on or they may be able to come down with something kind of from the top. The, the only way is federally. And in my opinion, if you want to sit here and say, uh, and, and I'm a capitalist, because the problem you get into is you say, okay, well, the coaches can make all this sorts of money, but the players are only limited to make this amount of money. Well, my thing is one of them is an employee of the university. One of them is not. And when you look at it that way, to me, I think they the NCAA or uh, Congress, whatever, 
could have a big effect if they cap NIL, then you can make the argument on the coach's side that they are employees of the state. So it's a little bit different relationship than what a player is. And if you make a player an employee, then we're going to have a CBA and then we have professional sports. And Jake, what about this? I, mean, I, I don't know that that most of the folks think there really needs to be a cap on on NIL per se. It's where that money is coming from to try to crack down on, yes. the, on the boosters who are disguising NIL for what is really play, pay for play. And and if we can get the boosters out of all these new you know consortiums and alliances and those kind of things that are cropping up that are really just a fancy name for a bunch of boosters getting together and saying, "Hey kids, if you'll come to our place, we'll give you this money." That's what we got to somehow find a way to get rid of. Well, my thing is a little bit of it's the same too, though. I mean, because who's paying for this NIL stuff? I mean, a lot of it is boosters. Like, like you're not just you're not having a lot of people just out of the goodness of their heart down the street. Because like, oh wait, I own a bunch of Red Lobster chains here. I'll give some NIL money to you know Oklahoma State. These are the guys that are throwing the big money and that are trying to get the kids. So, if, if they're going to do that, I get it. I mean, that's going to be your your biggest problem. I mean, what's always been the biggest problem? In college football, from that standpoint, it's the boosters. It's not like they just crawled out of a cave now, and I know that's not what you're saying. And they're like, hey, here, take this money, take this money. So you're going to have to tell people with businesses that have been very successful that they can't support their school in a certain type of way. What's that going to lead to? Them probably supporting uh, supporting them in a different type of way, which is the old school type of way. Go ahead and tell us the old school type of way. <laughs> just pay, just by the way, them. Yeah. I'm paying yeah. them straight up in yeah. cash. Yeah, paper bat, paper sack, grocery sack. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. just here, here. We can, we can. There's this new social media. It's called the paper bag. It's yeah, yeah. That's that, that's paper it. bag, and then I give it to you. Jake, the thing that gets to me is, is again, you know, we've got now, and I think Texas is one of them that I, that I'll point to, that put together this piece for for offensive linemen. That if if you come to our school as an offensive lineman, you're going to get a share uh, of of this uh, pool of money over here. I mean that in in essence is enticement that that is pay for play. If I go to a Bryce Smith and say, "Hey, your value, there's value in your name, image, likeness. I want you to represent my company." That's great, but to do it, you know, anybody that comes to the school gets part of this. That's not name, image, likeness anymore. That's inducement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, it goes back to my first point. Name, image, and likeness to me is that Burger King comes to me and they say, "Hey, Jake." We love what you're what what you're doing. We want we want to pay you to uh, put your your name on like a Burger King jersey, or you come on a commercial or something like that. To me, that's nil. Not hey, let's scrape it all in one huge pit. And if you come here, I'll, I'll give you money for coming here. Yeah. Not not money for being sponsored by something once you are here. Yeah, I still got to think the sweetest deal is the most recent. The guy with the the Lamborghini deal. Uh, ha- how this all intertwines now with transfer portal because. Transfer portal in its spirit was great because, okay, for every fourth and fifth stringer out there that could go somewhere else and finally get some playing time, great, there's a, there's a home for you. Or, uh, you know, a, a, the transfer comes in and all of a sudden you went down from being second string or splitting time, and now you, you need to get uh, somewhere else because you you, mo- you were a starter. Th- that, that's good stuff, except now the transfer portal's being impacted because of what you just said, um, you know, you can get here because we're going to pay you to come here. The, uh, the comment about uh, the guy you were just talking about, Addison at Pitt, um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of wanted your thoughts on this because it, it, I'm not trying to say it's suspect or criminal because it has negative connotations if I put it that way. 
But when somebody decides they're going to enter the portal and leave a program, but within a 24-hour cycle already has announced where they're going without visiting, without talking, without interviewing and, and determining where the openings are, you know that deal was already done, and that's not how Transfer Portal was supposed to operate, right? <laughs> not, not even close. Um, this is something, look, uh, I worried about this the most because, again, you have – you legitimately have players that can make a huge impact right away going to places and striking deals before they even really announce they're in the transfer portal, as you put it. To me, uh, you're never going to stop tampering. I talked about this on the show. You're never going to stop it in any facet of life. But you can slow it down, but you can curb it. I, I am starting to really believe that if that if you announce any type of deal before your name is officially in the transfer portal, it should negate you from going to that school. Uh, it's it's that serious to me. Again, it's true free agency. It's way more true free agency than recruiting is uh, of high school kids. Because, again, these guys are older. They have more experience. They understand what's going on. So, to me, this is the scariest thing for the game. Uh, not only do I think there should be an, a cap on NIL overall on what you can make in certain type of ways, as we discussed, but I think there should be an even lower cap if you're going to transfer laterally or up and accept an NIL deal, because that's what worries me the most. We're busy with Jay Crane, host of Crane & Company on DailyWire.com. Catch it Monday through Friday from 2 until 3 Central Time. Again, you'll find him on Twitter as well, at Jake Crane underscore, at Jake Crane underscore. Does the Transformation Committee have any chance of actually transforming the NCAA? Yeah, I guess it really depends on which transformation committee you're talking about nowadays. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think that I, – I think what you'll end up seeing is the NCAA. I don't care how many committees are started or whatever. Football is going to end up breaking away from the NCAA. That They'll probably still be in charge of basketball and the Olympic sports. Uh, but, but I don't put any faith of mine in a committee right now. Uh, it, it needs to be kind of broken away. Uh, the, the powers of college football need to run themselves. Um, and, and I think we may be a couple years from that, three to five years max. So uh, that's what I'm looking at. I don't trust any committee to do anything. Hey, Jake, last thing is you've been around student athletes. You've been on the coaching side. Uh, when it comes to inspiring and getting the most out of a player, which a coach has to do and sometimes has to be stern with it and also hangs discipline over their head, hey, you want to run stadium steps, is the dynamic of at a group of five, a position coach, say a wide receiver, is making $110,000. That's a pretty good salary at a group of five position yeah. coach. And you got a player who, before he's even been issued his pads and been on campus, has already inked a million-dollar-plus name-image likeness deal. Can the coach still get the most out of that player? Is there still going to be that level of respect? Or is there going to be that kind of that air of cockiness and, hey, this is who I am. We're going to do it my way, and I'm going to be LeBron, and I'm going to run the team, or I'm going off to the next school? Hey, it just depends on the kid. Uh, yeah. It depends on a case-by-case basis. Um, it's going to make it harder. Uh, it's definitely going to make it harder because it's going to open up doors for kids to be able to be like that. Well, it goes to show you, it's about the Jims and Joes, not the X's and O's, huh? Uh, kind of and the Which one makes the most difference. But, look, it, it's only going to make it harder. It's not going to make it easier. Um, you know, it, in practice, a kid, all of a sudden, you know, you get on him and you really get on him and, and, like, you have to sometimes. And, you know, he's been told how great he is and he's gotten all these things given to him and driving a nice car and, and staying in a nice house and stuff like that. It's going to be tough. But 
you know, it's uh, it's part of the deal now in the game, and and you know, I don't know how much you can do to stop it, but I think it's a case by case basis. Only about a minute left with Jake Crane. Our final question, uh, Jake. Again, I'm not going to say if, but when college football breaks away from the NCAA, do you see it? What again? What we now know as FBS, the football bowl subdivision, staying together as one, or do we split that between Power Five and Group of Five? I think it'll stay together at one. Uh, I think you'll end up having like some some sort of a subdivision committee, something like that. But really what I'm interested to see is if they expand the playoff once they control it. Do they expand it to eight? Do they keep it at large spot for a group of five team? Uh, or excuse me, an automatic spot for a group of five team that may finish number one in a top 25 that's separate than the power five. Uh, but, but who knows at this point? Like, like legitimately, who knows? I'm not saying that to be crass. Um, but uh, I would not be shocked if it was all together. All right, appreciate it, Jake Crane. Again, it is uh, Crane and Company, DailyWire.com. I know you talk a good bit NBA. Who you got winning the uh, NBA championship? Man, you know, I've, I've gone back and forth. Yeah, we talk we talk a little bit everything on the show. Um, the Bucks to me, still with Giannis, are scary. The Suns with Devin Booker, now that he's back, they're looking like they did when they were rolling in the regular season. I think it's going to end up being – Probably give me the Bucks and the you know give me Bucks Warriors yeah. and I'll take the Bucks. Hey, all right, I love it, Jake Crane. Thanks so much for your time, man. You're doing great stuff. Appreciate it, guys. We enjoy it. again against DailyWire.com, a host of yep. Crane and Company. Jake Crane, thanks, Jake. Have a great day, See you, sir. All right. Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page online at pressboxradio.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook. And Instagram at Pressbox Radio One. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the Pressbox.